0: This is John and Robin Voyles of Celebrate Libraries. The following is the second of a two-part conversation with Manitowoc Public Library Director Kristen Steger. Let's get back to uh, go backwards just a bit. Um, I wanted to know your staff size here. Uh, I wanted to know if you could describe your job responsibilities, and then also just a little bit about the, uh, I think, Manitowoc Calumet or
1: MCLS, yeah, the yeah, Manitowoc yeah. Calumet Library is, System. It's
0: uh, located here in the library and uh, within this building, rather, and uh, so, just talk about that a little bit.
1: So Manitowoc Public Library employs 51 employees currently as it stands, so about 30 FTE. Okay. And my role here at the library is really focused on the administrative aspect of it. So I take care of personnel management, uh, budgeting, community relations, uh strategic planning, facilities, oversight, networking, marketing, I kind of oversee all of that. And I have a leadership team of five managers who report to me, who facilitate more of the day-to-day operations. And my role is really focused on providing that leadership and that vision for where the library is leading and the support needed to lead towards it. I also really build community relationships and um, and kind of the voice of the library and what we have to offer for the community.
0: So you might be at your local governmental body speaking about what uh, events at the library or budgeting or, or various things like that?
1: Yes. So I report to the Manitowoc Public Library Board of Trustees, and they help to also set that vision of where the library is leading, and I, I frequently am um, doing presentations out to uh, civic organizations such as Kiwanis or the Noon Rotary. I also will present to the county board and to the common council for the the budgeting and um, reporting on what the library is doing for their community. Manitowoc Public Library is part of the Manitowoc Calumet Library System. So this is a two-county network. There are six libraries that are part of it. And Manitowoc Public Library is the resource library for that system. And resource libraries are established in the Wisconsin state statutes to provide additional resources for our um, other member libraries. So we provide original cataloging. We have a larger collection that we open up for their um, members to have access to. We also provide access to online books that we purchase through the Overdrive collaboration, and we work with the MCLS to offer continuing education opportunities, and just because we're a larger library and we have more focused staff, we can provide access to an, um, an IT person for the libraries or more marketing whereas the smaller libraries don't necessarily have the staff in order to specialize in those areas. Currently, the library system is re- leasing space within Manitowoc Public Library. They are a separate entity, but we really appreciate that they're able to have their offices within our building because we do a lot of collaboration together, and it makes it a lot easier to facilitate that collaboration. Good,
0: good. Was, was this uh, library system always a a standalone system? Was it ever part of Eastern Shores?
1: Mantua Calumet Library System has always been a standalone library system for the two counties. A few years ago we had, were in discussions with Eastern Shores to possibly join together, um, but that didn't end up moving forward. Eastern Shores had merged to become Monarch Library System as it is now, so um, we've always kind of been the two-county system that we are today. Do you have a music series that's correlated with the library? We do have a piano on site, which we will use for different programming. And one of my favorite music-related series that we offer is actually during the month of December. We will have the area... Uh, high school choral groups come in and we have a beautiful landing because this is a two-story building. So on the second story landing overlooking the first level, we will have the music groups on the top there and they will sing on um, every Sunday in the month of December and they will bring their own selection of music and it's it's just kind of a really awesome opportunity for them to perform for the community and then for our patrons as they're coming in. We also have worked with uh, barbershop quartets in the area as well to come in and same kind of setup right on that landing because it's such an opportunity to, for them to sing and to um, have their music kind of echo throughout our library. Any form of dance? Do you bring in dance? We do bring in dance performance groups. Normally, that's during our summer, where we have a larger um, part of our community coming in, and we will have um, various different groups coming in. One of the ones that sticks out for me is we have an we had an African. A drum group that had come in, and it was a wonderful opportunity, one, just to hear their performance, but two, they also allowed people to come up and try their drums, and they kind of taught how the drums were used, and the the symbolism of the drums, and kind of the history of them, how they were created, and why they're important to their culture today.
2: I always thought it would be fun, uh, just in my own imagination, to see a dance performance of children at a library doing it where the wild things are, where they oh. do their own interpretation or interpretation of children's books. Mm-hmm. Just, but I'm going off on a tangent. Oh, no, no, no.
1: I love that idea, and I'm going to actually share that with my children's librarian, because we've done dance parties before for our children, which are always really popular because they have lots of wiggles that they need to get out, and it's really great, and I'm going to share I'm that like, with her. Because I could just see
2: you know, Winnie the Pooh just doing who would perform Winnie the Pooh, and how he would move, and just so many possibilities.
1: Well, that is, that is actually one of the, the great things for the library, because we talk to people in the community and they have ideas of, you know, this is what I'd like to see, and we can make some of those things happen. We were at the book garden yesterday. As a boy <gasps> oh, and, that's wonderful. Oh, it was absolutely wonderful.
2: You know, it was just enchanting. Even on a dreary day, that, oh. that place is amazing. It's just the life, the, the movement. That's where the dance was starting to
1: come in because the children looked like they were dancing mm-hmm. through the garden. Oh, and I had taken my kids there this summer, and I had set aside, I think, like an hour and a half. And I'm like, that should be a good time. We were, like, butting up against that. We didn't even actually get to see all of Bookworm Gardens because there's, there's just so many wonderful things, and there's all these, like, hidden paths oh. that you, you find. And... And you could you could explore it throughout the year, so oh, subtly,
2: yeah. so beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What a, an amazing gift to this area!
1: It really is. Yeah, it's a it, it's a treasure. Oh, it my really? Is.
0: And this is in Sheboygan. I don't know if we mentioned it, but oh, it yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, Sheboygan. It is in Sheboygan, right yeah. by UW Sheboygan right. campus.
0: Um, so, talking about music and uh, uh, dance, I thought, are there? Um, are there ethnic groups that have recently settled in the Manitowoc area? I know in, in the Fox River Valley, there are many uh, people uh, over the, well, really the past 30, 30 years or so, maybe, uh, the people from Laos and the Hmong uh, people. I don't know if you have also groups, whether they might be uh, Somali people are coming into, uh, you know, the uh, Midwest, and as well as the Hmong and, uh, and other groups. And I, I don't know if there are any uh, people that have settled specifically in Manitowoc County?
1: We do see a large population of Hmong and Hispanic in this community. We also are seeing additional Russian immigrants in this area. The two that remain the largest though are Hmong and our Hispanic communities and we have um, community centers within this community for both of those ethnicities. And one of the things we have at Mansfield Public Library, which we're really proud to offer, is our one-to-one adult literacy partners program that we have a member on staff who helps to facilitate that. And she coordinates tutors and learners um, together and help to support them as they learn the English language. And it's either English as a second language learners or it could be adult learners um, with English as their first language that they just want to build their skills. And it's a really great opportunity. And I love to hear the stories. So we have people who want to become U.S. citizens and we are helping them to learn the language so that they can get to to that level and become a U.S. citizen. But we also just have people who want to get a driver's license and they may not be able to read English well enough to do that. Or they just might want to be able to read the medication bottles that their their children are getting um, or help them with their schoolwork or be able to fill out forms. So it's really a great um, partnership that we have here that we support the learning of English, even for people who have their families have been here for a really long time, but they they personally just haven't had an opportunity to learn that, and this is something that we can help them.
2: One of my, um, we miss, we, when we were in Sheboygan, um, the farmer's market, mm-hmm. in the Hmong community, the vegetables are so beautiful. We don't have that in the Pewaukee area, but in Minneapolis, we would make a special event to go to the farmer's market. Is there anything in that area that's, and in that area, do you have anything related with the library? Um, in terms of bringing different cultures together, different recipes, different... You know, because I notice it's very diverse here now, much more so than when we have lived here many years ago, I mean, in the Wisconsin area. Is there something in the library that brings that culture together in
1: terms of food or lifestyle, you know, mingling together? Does that make sense? It does. So I'm going to probably go off on a few tangents and Thank feel free you. to Thank pull you. me Thank back you. in. So we do have a thriving farmer's market in Manitowoc, which actually is directly across from the library. So, uh, in the parking lot across from the library, right along the river is where we have the farmer's market. And it's every Saturday throughout summer and into, um, October. They also have a Tuesday farmer's market. And then we just started this year a night market on Wednesdays. And all of these are just really thriving and it's great opportunities for our community to have access to locally grown produce. And Grow It Forward is the organization that organizes the farmer's market here, and they are a great partner for the library. This past summer, we partnered on the... um, National Farmers Market Weekend, and we had a summer carnival where we had cooking demos as part of it, and then we had bounce houses and face painters and balloon animals and dunk tanks, and it was a really great opportunity to partner with Grow It Forward and to have the community be able to come and interact with the library and with that, the Grow It Forward. Another partnership that we had this year was our Sew and Grow program, which in spring, Uh, we had seeds that you were able to check out from the library, take home, grow in your own garden, share the stories of how you grew. And then we had programming with Grow It Forward focusing on how you raise vegetables, how you plant them, how you nurture them, how you then um, have the produce and then what you can grow and what you can cook from the produce. So it was a really great opportunity to have that learning aspect from the library side and then the partnership with Grow It Forward to support locally grown produce in our community.
2: You know, when I started doing the genealogy of my family in the state of Wisconsin, they were the first pioneers um, in Waukesha County. And I didn't know um, that they were so instrumental in different, different apple seeds. And how much I wish that we would have had a, historical seed bank in our county, where just you could think that you're tasting the same type of flavor that your ancestors tasted. Mm -hmm. And I wish that we, I don't know if the library system has any connection with that, but how wonderful that would be now that for generations to come, that if the library was involved through the state in something, because just that memory or that connection, we know that there's an apple orchard in New Berlin, mm-hmm. that they were instrumental in developing, but now that they're gone, what a wonderful thing. Oh, I don't know if there's anything involved in that, but that's another tangent. I wonder
0: if the uh, the extension, is there an extension, Man- Manitowoc County extension? There is,
1: yep, yeah, and that would be actually a great Um, project for them to take on potentially. I I don't know. They may already do that. Um, We don't historically archive those type of things, but one of the programs we had over the summer, kind of along that theme, was a program called Grandma's Recipes. And we talked about genealogy and how to preserve some of that information so that your children and your children's children can um, be able to cook a meal like grandma or great grandma did so many years ago and kind of have that connection throughout the years. And that was a really popular program for people to come in and and really preserve those memories.
0: I wanted to talk about the, um, you had a great uh, recent article, uh, Amazon Can't Replace Libraries, and this was in the uh, Herald Times reporter. So I wanted to ask you what prompted you to devote, you know, your monthly column to the subject. Then after that, I sort of wanted to, I think, just go to kind of asking you some questions about whether you have time for reading, you know, you're a librarian, but do you read? Do you actually get time to read? And if you have recent books that you've read, um, do you have favorite authors? And then some kind of uh, closing statement. You're laughing, so (laughs) I'm looking forward to your answer. But maybe to start off with uh, the Amazon article first.
1: So at the end of July, there was an article that came out in Forbes about how uh, Amazon and Netflix can replace libraries. It was posted, I believe, on a Sunday, and then it was taken down, I guess, that next Monday um, because of... The inaccuracies that were in that article. So, when I saw that come out, even though it was taken back down, you know the community is going to see it, they're going to be talking about it. So, I felt that it was important as the library director for my community to have a response to that article and to share some more accurate information about the importance of libraries and the impact of libraries in their community. So, I wrote the article about how Amazon can't replace libraries and the importance of the the support that we have for literacy and for learning and what we have to offer the community. Mm-hmm. I am a huge supporter of Amazon and Netflix. I think they serve a really important role in our community and I, I personally use them and I love them. Mm-hmm. They aren't libraries and they're never gonna be libraries because a library isn't just a warehouse of books. We are a community center that provides access to resources, to learning, to growth and exploring and and the community network piece that they can't offer.
0: Yes, okay, good. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh. Oh, go ahead, Robin.
2: The knowledge that librarians have or the resources that they can point us in, I could never imagine doing that through Amazon. I mean, has anybody ever ordered from Amazon? <laughs> I mean, the cho- there's just
0: the personal interaction, the shared the shared knowledge, the um,
2: the research. I, even before we ordered the microphone, do you know how long John researched this microphone to right. I, the personal information just to
1: buy the to pu- purchase the microphone? Right, which is why actually libraries are becoming more important today. The internet is a wonderful thing but it's also an endless thing. And it's hard to know what is accurate information, what isn't accurate information. And librarians are information specialists. That That's our job, that's our role. And we focus and are um, very skillful at researching. And that's something that we can help our community. And it's something that we have a conversation with when we have the school groups come in. We have um, two, gr- two programs. We have library explorers and a library adventure program. And we actually bus all of the second graders and all of the sixth graders in our community into the library during the school year. And we talk about researching and the importance of it and the role that the libraries can provide. Because like you said, Robin you could spend hours on the internet and not know what's accurate information. The other scary thing is, is Facebook and social media and anything that's posted on there, yes. people take as fact, which is not fact. And um, you actually need to do a lot of research to find the truth.
2: And the way as an artist I look at it um, as a colorful palette of coming into a library and being able to find the way things that you need to compose your life and recompose your life, and move your life forward. And you need resources, or you need elements to do that, to, to build a life. And that's one of the reasons why we're doing this, to kind of bring this voice out so people know that it's so important, or that they, they ask, we have this gift, these jewels all over, these
1: libraries.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, oh, I just, I could go on about that. Yeah. <laughs> and libraries can make your life easier. Oh we can kind of sort through a lot of those things and direct you exactly where you need to and go.
2: I like to think that libraries can make your life harder, because they oh. you, I do, because they make you make decisions about your life. They give you tools that they set right in front of you and you can make choices. And sometimes choices are really hard to do. Mm-hmm. And they give you that because life is hard. Mm-hmm. And they help you get through the sorrow and they help you find some joy. And I don't think Amazon could ever do that.
0: And they save you money. Libraries save you money.
2: I know, or else they can Absolutely. help you spend money. <laughs> they can. They should.
0: <laughs> um, okay. Time for reading. Recent books, favorite authors. Do you...
1: So... I might mean,
2: just have to get back to that with the library. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought they, you were about No, way. I just had another thought okay. about spending money because it's important to spend money for good libraries. Absolutely. It is. It's inco- because you have to spend it's an money. It's investment in the community. You have to spend money in your school systems to. They're not. I mean, budget wise, but what what is it? Um, a penny pound, dollar foolish, dollar foolish, penny pound, or what was it?
1: Penny wise, dollar foolish.
2: Yes, and so you know it's important to spend the money, honey.
1: It libraries is. really are an investment in the future. You don't necessarily see the, the impact of what we do on a daily basis that exact moment, but when we are helping people um, read at a young age and get them ready for kindergarten, it sets them up for success for the rest of their career, and it really builds towards the future of the community. So exactly to your point, an investment in libraries is an investment in your community.
2: And Andrew Carnegie knew, um, he knew that... We needed libraries. Thank goodness for right. Andrew Carnegie you know, and I the mean, Carnegie Library. Absolutely. He had the other element of his life that wasn't so giving
1: to humanity, but he knew that libraries would give. Yeah. And Manitowoc Public Library started as an Andrew Carnegie Library. That's how we first got our, our footing and started in this community 118 years ago. Hmm. And it's, an, it's a, it seems like it's a community in transition. Um, and it, it'll be the strength of its past, uh, it's going to wave back. You can just feel it coming. I am really excited of the direction that the city of Manitowoc is in and the part that the library can play in growing towards that. There's a lot of opportunities to build on, and this community is really, I think, on the cusp of doing some really great things. Good.
0: good. <laughs> that might be a good place to transition to the okay. uh, questions about the, uh, the books.
1: Well, as I was sharing prior to this podcast, I have two young children Mm -hmm. at home. So a lot of the reading that I do is actually picture books and board books with them. And it's really kind of a wonderful opportunity for me to see reading and and how it kind of connects and and supports our relationship between the mother and the child as well. And that's kind of a really um, wonderful thing to be a part of. Other than that, a uh, lot of the reading that I do is related to uh, leadership, uh, personnel management, and administration. So one of my favorite books that I usually actually reread every year is Crucial Conversations. And it's all about facilitating difficult conversations and to help people communicate better in the workplace. So I recently read that, as well as um, some leadership books okay. that I just Um, read, which I'm blanking on the name right now. So, um, Otherwise, I don't have a lot of time for personal reading as much anymore. Do your children have a favorite book they like you to read? So I have definitely biased my children because I am a huge fan of Dr. Seuss. (laughs) So I have a lot of Dr. Seuss books in my house, and that's the one of the the frequent books that we go back to is Dr. Seuss books. And my three-year-old loves nothing more than to read um, all the places you'll go at night, which I I just think that Dr. Seuss was a very intelligent person. The way he wrote books and the meaning that he put into those books for a children's level and to make it fun and engaging, I think is wonderful. And just to, to let children know that it's okay to be different that we want to be here to support our community and really make sure that there is a community for our children and our grandchildren, and that you know it's okay to fail. It's a, because it's a learning opportunity, yes. and you you are perfect just the way you are. I just I, I love Great the message. way that he writes, and I love sharing those stories with my kids. Good. Thank
0: Good. You. So at this point, wondering if you want to make some sort of closing statement, and this is this is completely up to you talking about the library or, or whatever you might want to
1: say. I am proud to be the library director of Manitowoc Public Library. This library has had a rich history in the city of Manitowoc and will continue to be here to support our community, to really enrich it, support every individual's growth, and inspire them to create and to make and to learn. And it's a wonderful position to be in, and I feel that libraries are an asset to our communities, and I'm really excited to see where we're going to continue to go in the next 10, 15, 100 years for this library and its community.
0: Good. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: All right. Sure. Um, so this is John and Robin Boyle. of Celebrate Libraries with a New Ways to Dream podcast. Today we've been speaking with Manitowoc Public Library Director Kristen Staker. Kristen, thank you very much for your time, for being so generous with your time.
1: Thank you, John and Robin. It was wonderful to talk to you. Thank you.